there. Thanks for tuning in to Being Human is Weird. Today we're going to talk about this holiday hangover that you may be experiencing, aka January blues. What it is, why we experience it, and maybe some ways that we can get out of this feeling stuck mode that we're in. Yes, please. Uh, Let's normalize all of this. This is a really great time to bring back in everything that we have been talking about and discussing because January is hard. It mm-hmm. it's just hard and no matter what excitement or goals that you had coming into this month, maybe life has gotten in the way a little bit. I called it a hangover earlier and that's based on how I feel. It's almost like the holidays hit and you have all of these things that you're looking forward to i guess starting maybe even halloween for some people and then january hits and it's kind of like okay now what you know i'm not really looking forward to valentine especially this year i'm not looking forward to valentine's day but it's back to the grind it's Mm -hmm. like okay all the fun of the last few months is done and now i just wait it out until summer's here Yeah, you experience the highest of the highs, and then all of a sudden it's just back to business as usual. On the opposite side of that, the holiday season for some may be lonely and chaotic. So either way, we hit January and we start experiencing things that are similar to anxiety and mood disorders. We can be having a hard time sleeping, uh, falling asleep, staying asleep, getting up in the morning. For me, I experience irritability um, all year. I think it, for me at this point, it's just the the calendar year blues, um, but especially in January. <laughs> and low energy, can't concentrate, sweaty palms, mind racing, you name it, we got it. Uh, yeah, the low energy is what hits me, I think, the hardest right now. I have been fortunate enough to get some extra sleep in And I still am just going through my day like, uh, I think that's the (laughs) technical scientific term for it. (laughs) Yeah. Gremlin. um, It's called gremlining. (laughs) Yes. Something I read was that our adrenaline is kind of what's powering us through. We're kind of riding out this adrenaline wave of what's next, what's next, what's next, but we're looking forward to those things. Mm -hmm. So then when just like any time you're experiencing an adrenaline high, when you start coming down from that, your biological and psychological, so your physical and mental well-being are just like, what the hell is going on? Someone, please help me. Yep. I, I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's like, like you said, we're just on a high and then come January, we are exhausted and that's when we're meant to get into starting this new me, new year. Mm-hmm. We've exhausted ourselves for months only to get to the point that now we're expected to be perfect little versions of ourselves and happy little worker bees. Obviously, that's not what we are here to support. <laughs> we are here to support <laughs> you taking care of yourself in the best way possible. And we might not have all of the perfect answers, but we can tell you what we're going through, what has worked for clients, and what might be worth experimenting for ourselves. I'm glad that you brought those things up, Carrie, because I've been experiencing, I called it turbulent a couple episodes ago. And that's sort of what 
life feels like right now. I woke up January 1st thinking, okay, today's the day. After I've been preaching to people, stop with the new year, new me crap. I'm like, all right, new year, new me. Got my hair cut off. Thought, oh, I'm going to start doing all of these things. I found myself excited to go to bed because I was going to bed kind of early. And instead, I was just standing in the middle of the living room on my phone, scrolling through social media, thinking about how I couldn't wait to go to bed. But it's like I'm procrastinating even on doing things that I want to do. Yeah, I can relate to that pretty, pretty hard right now. My holidays, and Abby, I think you would agree, neither of us had a bang up holiday season. Uh, We got banged up in our holiday season. (laughs) Both of us did. I'm finally done crying. (laughs) We had some hard times over the holidays and it's now hard to get into this space of like, okay, got to get my life in order here. Now's the time to reset and really connect with what I want to accomplish in this new year. But what if it isn't? What if now is the time that you focus on those little things that you can control and build up those habits and then look to those big, huge, awesome goals that you have for yourself in another couple of weeks. We are here to help remind you to reassess in a few weeks. So take that off of your mind, tune in regularly, but take the rest of it off of your mind <laughs> and we'll remind you to check in with yourself. But what can you control right now? And that is something that it never hurts to focus on. So I can control when I go to bed. And for the most part, when I wake up, I can control how much water I'm getting in. I can control what I choose to eat. And honestly, after the holidays and all of the heavy cheese and bread, I'm Mm. good with a lighter fare here for a little bit. You can choose whatever that self-care ritual or routine looks like for you on a daily basis. And it doesn't have to be something that you have written out and you have to stick through moment by moment. It's what feels good. What can you do that feels good for your body, your mind, and your soul today? And be kind to yourself and others, because I think we all kind of suck right now. <laughs> I <can't>, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad that you said something about not having it written out because something I promised myself that I would start January 1st that I haven't done yet is writing out the night before what my next day will look like. But I've been writing the times. So I've been writing, okay, 6 a.m. I get up and I do this. I haven't gotten up, gotten up even close to 6 a.m. yet. So I think eliminating those times and just writing down okay, here's what I hope gets done today. Here are some of my non-negotiables that absolutely have to get done. Not putting a time that they have to get done, but just, I want to move my body today. I want to share five Instagram stories, things like that. But where I struggle and where a lot of us struggle is I don't do those things. So then at the end of the day, I feel like I wasn't productive. Yeah. And a possible solution to that is limiting your daily to-do list. Limit yourself to five, limit yourself to six. I wouldn't really go too far above six of the must do today on your to-do list because that becomes overwhelming. Chances of it getting done dwindle, then we feel bad about ourselves and we're starting this unhealthy cycle. But if you limit yourself to 
three to five, absolutely, you put it well, non-negotiables that have to get done today, the likelihood of you completing three to five things is a lot better Then you feel better. And guess what? Tomorrow you're likely to repeat and you will complete those three to five things. This isn't foolproof at all, but that is just one solution is limiting your to-do list. I love that you took time off. I think for very busy people, putting that block schedule with times is important. That's how Mm -hmm. they can really stay on it. Abby and I currently have a little looser schedule and it's harder for us to stay motivated. I'm sorry if I'm speaking for you. It's hard for me to stay motivated. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, you're not wrong. But if I have five things that I'm like, no matter what, these five things are getting done today, without that time frame being put on it, I can usually get through my five things. It gives me space to still live and feel whatever I'm feeling and go through my day without it being like, well, I didn't wake up at 6 a.m. I didn't take my walk at Mm -hmm. 7 a.m. So the rest of this day is shit and I'm done. Yeah, that's such a hard thing to get out of because I didn't do it, even though I'm productive in other ways, doing other things that maybe I need. I don't focus on that. And I think a lot of us are that way. It's more, what didn't I do that I wanted to? And we have talked in the past about if you are somebody who reaches the end of your day and you feel discouraged by how much you didn't do, I really encourage people to make a have done list instead of a to do list. And at the end of your day, list everything you did do. Look at those accomplishments. A, you got out of bed. B, you brushed your teeth, I hope. Uh, see, you ate a healthy breakfast or a healthy lunch, or you moved your body or you went to work, whatever that is, but list the things that you did do because you do more than you're giving yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. And when you start giving yourself credit and celebrating, man, I actually am a badass. You're going to keep being a badass and you're going to keep accomplishing things. If that does resonate with you, just a suggestion, try out a have done list at the end of your day or week. I like that. And I think like you said, I am a badass and you keep being a badass, but it's doing those things and celebrating those little things starts to help you switch your mentality. You become kinder to yourself and more caring toward yourself when you don't do the things that you quote had to do or have to do. No big deal. Here's what I replaced it with. So it's it's like you're saying, Carrie, you just have to really switch how you're talking to yourself. You celebrate these little wins, you see these little successes, and that's what creates more motivation toward what you're doing. An example is yesterday. Yesterday, I had all of these plans. I was going to get up, meet with you to talk about recording today, and then study for my personal trainer uh, certification. And then I was going to do the laundry, finish unpacking. I had all these things. And instead, decided on the drive to a hairstylist that I was going to get my hair chopped off and then spend time with my new jungle boy neighbor friend and go for a walk, go see my parents. I mean, I just, I didn't do a single thing that I had on my list. You guys, I was telling Carrie about this and she goes, okay, but that doesn't mean that you weren't productive. You were having a different type of productive day. You were having a day that was productive for the space that you're in to make you feel better, to help support what you're going through 
versus what I defined as being productive for that day. Yeah, you were socializing and making sure that you were filling up that cup of yours. And thank you for repeating that and bringing it up because that is productivity, just not in the way that we think of it. Because if productivity is just checks on a to-do list, then you're missing out on what actually makes your life worth living. And that is hugely productive, even if that to-do list remained checkmark list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know, at the end of the day, I felt happy. I felt grateful. I felt, I still felt accomplished. And that was a new experience for me because I wasn't focusing on what I didn't do. It was, you know what, today was actually a really good day. Let's create something a little bit actionable around all of these things. Because if anyone is anything like me, I thought January 1st, I would wake up and I'm like, all right, 52 weeks, baby, let's do this new year, new me. Um, And I'm finding that I'm a week and a half in and haven't done any of it. Carrie, what's something when when you have clients or you yourself or you're trying to calm me down, when there's a huge overarching goal, for example, uh, implementing 25 new habits starting January 1st, 2023, what's something that you use or have used in the past that helps bring people down a little bit? And this harkens back to some of our previous episodes, but this is a reminder to start with one thing at a time. Start slow, master that one habit, and it might feel like you're not doing enough, but it will add up. So give it a try, especially if you've never tried this before. Start with just one single habit, one thing. And a great Mel Robbins trick that we're going to steal here to recommend is the five-second rule. Counting down from five, as soon as I count down from five, I'm doing the thing. Oh, I really don't want to do the dishes. Okay, five, four, three, two, one, I'm doing the dishes. If you want to use apps, we have these fancy dancy little uh, rectangles in our pockets at all times now. And there's (laughs) tons of apps to track your water, to track your heart rate if you're trying to work on that 150 active minutes per week, to even measure your breath and how relaxed you are. So if you are an app person, use those apps to your advantage. Really use them to track and monitor and check in with yourself. And then the other big one that I think we all have been reminded of a million times, it is so substantial, but taking a break from social media or from your phone. Abby just cringed. (laughs) I am so glad to hear you bring this one up because we met at 9 a.m. I didn't get out of bed till like 8.15. And I was on Instagram thinking, I need to set alarms for my social media. And then I blinked and I opened my eyes and I was magically back on Instagram again right after (laughs) I said that. I'm like telling Libby, hey man, you got to help me. I wish you had thumbs. (laughs) Libby's her dog. Yeah, Libby's my dog. (laughs) Please speak more to that and how awful it is for how addicted most of us are to social media. We really are. Um, And even your best intentions to, okay, I'm closing this app. I'm hiding the app icon, whatever that might look like. When we are struck with any sort of boredom in this modern age, we reach for our phones. And there's so much power and so much research around the healthiness of allowing yourself to be bored. 
that is where a lot of creativity and relaxation comes from. Just letting yourself be bored, not looking at a single screen for minutes on end, you guys. It's possible. I believe in it. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> it's also very hard. It's simple, mm -hmm. but it is not easy. It's a challenge. And not only is it a time suck, but it can be really detrimental to our mental health as well. We tend to then compare ourselves and our lives to what we're seeing on social media. I think that this is definitely something for us to talk about in our future episode. Yes, Abby, I think we should have an entire episode on social media. That's a great idea. Let us know in the comments or on our Instagram how you feel about social media, if an episode on that would be beneficial to you, or if that feels like, yeah, we already know that and we're choosing to ignore it. Let us know either way. Speaking of though, setting goals, not adding up to our goals, not doing our resolutions the way that we had planned, going back to one thing at a time and focusing on what we can control. Abby, how do you feel about an experiment and for anybody listening, please feel free to join along. What is one thing that you and I can commit to for one week? That's it. We're going to touch back again in a week. So you're only committing to the next seven days of one particular habit. Oh, fine. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I think after talking about social media and while you were talking, I was listening, but I was also staring off into space like, my goodness, I have been on it too much since I moved home. I think that I'd like to figure out how to set those timers on my phone and limit my social media use to like maybe one hour total a day and just see how it goes. I love, love, love that idea. This is a good opportunity for us to look at things that maybe aren't even related to what we feel like we should be doing at the beginning of the year and just something that's a little bit a super small step, kind of a low level goal, but that would make a huge difference in our life. So with that being said, Carrie, what's something that you've been toying with or wanting to implement for a while? I would like to implement stretching when I wake up. Letting myself transition from bed to being a productive human being, stretching is the healthy center point there for me. For the next week, I will commit to stretching every single morning within the first hour that I am awake. Oh, I like that. For how long are you wanting to stretch? I am not going to set a time, even though Ooh, we like really... That promote smart goals and being specific. My specificity is that I'm going to stretch what feels good. So if that's an hour, good for me. If that's 10 minutes, also good for me. Okay. I love that. That's a good one too. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Yes. And listeners, we will check in next week. So if you are wanting to do a for one week challenge with us, one small thing for the next week that you can commit to, and then we will all check in together next week on how it went and what we want to do maybe the following week. Ooh, I like that. All right, friends. So just to wrap it up for today, please understand, remember that it is completely normal to be having this holiday hangover. However, that's showing up for you. We are going to continue talking about resolutions and implementing change. But for right now, focus on the week ahead, 
what are you doing this week for yourself? And we will touch back again next week on how that went for you and for us. (laughs) Bye. If you are with us and believing being human is weird, then like, subscribe, share, all of those things that the kids are doing. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at beinghumanisweird. That's where we're going to be sharing resources, inspiration, and news about our podcast. And we would love to hear from you. So slide right into our DMs with questions, comments, and what you'd like to hear more of. And thank you so much for listening, weirdos.